I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Well, that, of course, is our dear friend Shakira. And if it's how I'd describe my reaction to finding out by reading Goop that Gwynny is single again, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Only today, we're out here beyond the park, in what is this area? Prospect Lefferts. Prospect Lefferts, yeah. A new area for me. We're here in the in the in the uh, artistic studio, <laughs> in in the in the uh, the beautiful space of uh, a talented comedian, impresario, and I imagine a kindred spirit, Ms. <laughs> Lauren Mall. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. good. Thank you for well, coming to my playhouse. Yes, thank you. And that, that's what it is, isn't it? It's colorful uh, silks and scarves and <laughs> things are adorning the windows. The and, house of many fabrics. And we're sitting low to the ground, mm-hmm. and we've got quite a, a snack plate. Let's describe for the people. What do you have here? Some Triscuits, it looks like. I have a Triscuits. Original flavor, yes. or those well, some kind of whole, whole grain version? It's the new sweet potato brown rice Triscuits. Oh, well. Which I enjoy, because it's a little sweet. A little sweet. A little sweet, a little salty. And uh, some and kind then, of popped cracker. Exactly. A popped, I believe it's a popped wheat thin. It's a new one. I'm You've a got sucker. all the latest out I'm here. a sucker for the, like, the new crackers. I have a cracker addiction. <laughs> a grocery store addiction in general, but more specifically, crackers. Do you have fond memories of going to the grocery store as a child? Yeah, and I still I spend too much time in grocery stores now. I'll probably go once a day. Sometimes you can just get lost, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I can. Just spending <laughs> some to see what's new. I'm like an 80-year-old woman. Just like, <laughs> all my friends are in the grocery store. And do you have some there. people there that yes, they, I know the employees. Huh? I say hello. <laughs> well, they, do, do they ever stock uh, stock something just because you were there? No. Because you're a frequent buyer of it. No, but there was a sandwich shop that did stock bologna just for me. Well, that's pretty good. So <laughs> that's pretty good. That's when you know you've arrived, and you have yeah. a chocolate bar still mm-hmm. wrapped. And Still so, wrapped. what are these figs, dates? Uh, these are dried apricots, oh, sure. which are delicious, but. They will sneak up on you later. This has got the sulfur in it. These are unsulfured. Oh, then it's okay. That's why they're brown. Yeah. (laughs) That's why they're brown. That's why they look gross because they don't have the preservative in them. Um, But they taste delicious. Very very fleshy. They look very fleshy. They look like um, dried out ears. Yeah. Like dead children or something. (laughs) It's a little little upsetting. A fine snack for an afternoon. (laughs) Exactly. That's wonderful. And, uh, of course, you're no no stranger to interviews and running talk shows, mm-hmm. as we were talking about a little bit. Uh, 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 let's get into your background first. Where did you grow up? Mm. You probably haven't heard of it, but it's called Nebraska. Oh, now, <laughs> ne- now a major motion picture. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, I saw the movie, and it was very accurate. Yeah. Just bleak, depressing landscapes. In That's the midst a tough one. Of that's yeah, a tough state. Yeah. I drove through there once, Instead. and I just thought it wouldn't end. It doesn't. <laughs> I thought we could probably do without it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because the people there are, like, terrified of big city folk. Yeah. Like, they're just terrified of big city living and all that. But me, I'm terrified of small town folk. Because oh. my hometown is like a murder-suicide capital. It's like a hotbed of yeah. murder-suicides. 
because um, it's a very religious town. Uh, there's like the Catholics, there's the Lutherans, there's a weird religious cult called the Bible Baptists, uh-huh. which um, is a little incestuous, a little creepy cult in the town. Some snakes or something going yeah. on there? Yeah, they, they talk yeah. to snakes now. But they, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little intense. Um, but yeah, in my town, people don't get divorces. And so it's just a lot of spouses killing spouses. Oh, just a lot of upset people. Yeah, just yeah. Just letting it brew. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and how far away from like Omaha um, was it? Like two hours. And oh, so whenever that's... we wanted to buy clothes that weren't from Walmart, we'd have to go to like get in the car, drive two hours, go to Omaha, you know. So some of those so, shopping trips were you were there. Very that was a real destination. And every time I'd go to Omaha, I'd put on like um, a real, what I would think was a fancy outfit. Yes. Usually turtleneck and a sweater, very much like I'm wearing today. <laughs> um, leggings. And at the time I had a mushroom cut in glasses. And I thought, I was like, it's going to be this trip, this trip to the mall. Someone's going to spot me and be like, that girl. Yeah. She's going to be in our Cover a Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> Cover yeah. a Vogue. Yeah. Cover a Sassy, yeah. you know? That's right. And I just knew it. I was like, I'm going to get discovered at the mall as a child. So was that a dream? You wanted to be in entertainment? I wanted to be in entertainment since I could, like, talk. I was always putting on shows for my parents. Little and they started little... ignoring me very early. Yeah. <laughs> What were yeah. the shows like? Oh, um, sometimes we would be playing church, but with jazzed up um, church songs. If, if something needs some jazz, yeah. it's church. It does. Church needs more alcohol, more jazz. Um, <laughs> so just more black people in church, really. Well, know? yeah. Um, and then... Not the alcohol part, necessarily. Not the alcohol part, but the jazz part, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah, I knew what you were there. saying. And you know, you get yeah. it, you get it. Yeah. Um, it's the Midwest in me. Um, but then I would also pretend to be a dog... And um, hide in a cupboard under the oven and eat dried Cheerios out of a bowl, like dog food. <laughs> and um, and that was just like my method acting of like, I'm a dog now and now you have to like treat me like a dog and I would only bark. You have like siblings? Not. I had an older sister who's very annoyed by me. Yeah. Very annoyed. <laughs> to She's this a day. doctor now, to this day, yeah. <laughs> she just got published in like a medical journal. And I just got published, had a tweet published in a feminist magazine. Well. But my tweet was take about Take that, poop. sis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ah. Oh, yeah, poop we're tweet. We're similar, but very different. So. Well, just working all ends. That's, yeah, what, that's what exactly. it takes. But yeah, so everything was a constant show in my childhood, much to the chagrin of everyone around me. And did you get some good audiences for those? Um, no. no. But um, dinner parties, <laughs> I was supposed to be in bed, and I'd sneak down and be like, how about a show, everybody? I got underwear sure. on my head. You got to look at me. They're like, oh, God, go away. <laughs> Make her stop. And who, who were some, uh, maybe, you started to get exposed to some uh, comedy influences yeah, at that time? Yeah, I was a big Nick at Night girl. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, refresh my memory, because yeah, that might be a little back bit. In, yeah, well, when I was probably four or five on Nick at Night, the big things were I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke. Oh, I see. The reruns that they would put on. Exactly. So I I just loved that like physical humor. And then when I got to be about like eight or ten, I would watch Comedy Central and they had reruns of like Kids in the Hall. Yeah. And like SNL from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. So I would always watch that and be like, eh, I want to do that. But how come there's like... How come there's no women on Kids in the Hall? You know, <laughs> right. I want to do it, but just, uh, with women. <laughs> right. They would just put on wigs and yeah. things. Yeah, it's like you don't. You're not a girl. I know that. <laughs> Still pretending. So it brought up a lot of questions and things it for did, you too. It That's did. It did. It made me just awareness angry. of gender. Yeah. 
It made so, me a feminist early on. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's something then. Yeah. Thank you, kids in the hall. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cranking out feminists mm-hmm. from an early time. Um, so you, you were drawn to sketch mm-hmm. and drawn to people doing strong characters early exactly. on. I and liked the brevity already... of it and the weirdness of it. Did your dog character have a name? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm chewing my apricot, sorry. Um, the dog's name was based on a friend's dog whose name was Chubbs. And I had no idea that that meant like the beginning of a boner. And I was like, yeah, my dog's name is Chubbs, so I'll only respond to Chubbs. From now on, I'm barking. I'm in Chubbs mode. And it was just like commonplace. People would come up and be like, where's Lauren? Oh, she's just naked in that cupboard. You know, she's just being a dog. Eating Cheerios. Yeah, eating Cheerios dry. <laughs> dry in a bowl without a spoon. My goodness. I mean, you haven't really lived to just put your face in a bowl of dry Cheerios and just scarfed, you know? I'll, ta- I'll take <laughs> your word for it. Delicious. <laughs> I'm sure there's been some sad afternoons for me that uh, I could give that a go. Do it. <laughs> Do you have to be naked to really enjoy it? <laughs> well, I realized, I was like, Chubbs does not wear clothes. Therefore, when I am Chubbs, I cannot wear clothes. Was I was method. Yeah, I was no, a I method child. I get know? it. And, uh, <laughs> and then when did the puppets come into it? Um, the puppets came into it because in college, I hated like written reports. And I would do anything in the world. Um, to not do them so I would always tell my professors like listen guys I'm a theater major so I'm not going to do this written report instead I'm going to do a puppet show presentation (laughs) or write a play (laughs) and surprisingly they were okay with it so for one probably they they were tired of written reports exactly so they're like all right if you want to you know go to all this work sure Um, because in my mind I was like this is more fun than like writing a paper yeah um and so I put on a puppet show. Uh, I put the men of the Salem witch trials, the men that put the witches on trial, I put them on trial. Oh, so I true. Was, yeah, I was in a witch's hat and all the puppets, <laughs> the men were on trial. And so I could bring up like historical facts and all these things, but like through the guise of fun. <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful way yeah. to do it, isn't and it? And I got an A, so I was happy. I was like, yes. That's what you need it. to do, that creative approach to yeah things. and after that i was like well now i know how to make these things and then people would ask me like hey you made a puppet once can you make me one so it's a it's a you, downward spiral once you start one puppet people find out puppet world tell no one if you make puppets because <laughs> then everyone will try to just bleed you dry on your puppets i think there's a lot of secret puppeteers <laughs> there are i don't think you have to worry about that yeah. <laughs> By the cloak of darkness. You, that, that's like a, maybe a fourth date. Yeah. When you bring out your puppet. For me, it was like my, it was my first date with my husband. And my husband. Well, that was meant to be then, wasn't it? <laughs> and my Did sister. Did it look just like him? <laughs> no, it didn't. Think. Actually, one of them looked similar to him, so that could have been a little creepy. Was it but, as if you had conjured um, him? It was. Put him I, on your secret I'm a wall. Witch. I am a your witch. vision. Your vision. <laughs> Puppet. My sister was so worried. She's like, did you show him your puppets on your first date? And I was like, yeah. She's like, he's not going to ask you out again. But he did. But he did. Oh, yeah. Now he's got a house full of puppets. He's a weirdo too now. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> what did he bring out on his first date? Um, He actually, he brought out, yeah, his company was doing work for birds and bees. And so he brought out 
what he thought was chapstick. He's like, hey, if you want some chapstick, you know, I just have all this, I have all this chapstick from Burt's Bees, no big deal. And I look at it and it actually says cuticle cream. <laughs> and I was like, you've been, you've been putting cuticle cream on your lips like several times each day. <laughs> and um, it was at that point that like his facade cracked and he like broke down laughing and was like, oh, I've been a fool. And um, ever since then. <laughs> How long has it been? Um... We met in 2008, so you do the math, man. Yeah, I'm I don't want to do the math. <laughs> We've been married. This is, this is our third year of marriage. So oh, that's wonderful. Going into our third year. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. And so you moved from, from uh, this small town in Nebraska yeah. to Chicago. Was that uh, next? Actually, first I went to, took a little detour to the West Coast, ah. University of San Diego. Oh, sure. And that's sure. where I did... That was your book report? Yeah, my book reports and Puppetry. my weird theater major. Like, and that didn't get you discovered out there, huh? <laughs> it didn't, because for some reason, when you are 20 pounds overweight, you are in an invisibility cloak. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> in, in Southern California. Yeah, in yeah. Southern California. Because <laughs> like, I didn't walk anywhere. I was driving everywhere and like smoking a lot of weed, drinking a lot of beer, eating burritos for three squares a day, yeah. you know? And I was like, why am I so heavy now? I don't understand. I, and then I was like, oh, maybe because I'm eating Hostess Zingers. Yeah. You know what Zingers yeah. are? The raspberry coated oh, Twinkie? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would eat those for dessert that's like every day. I'm not even day. sure that's food. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and like my audacity of being surprised at my weight gain. Like, it's not fair. <laughs> Boy, that's true, though. I used to live out there, uh, in both L.A. and San Francisco. In San Francisco, the amount of burritos, when I look back at the number of burritos that I would eat casually. Yeah. I try to go back it's now and dangerous. I think, i got to go to this burrito place. I can't get through it. Yeah. I, and I, I would honestly just inhale can't eat it. it. Oh, I yeah. can only have half of them now. Yeah. Did you ever have the California burrito, which has the French fries and steak and avocado on it? No, I never had the French fries in it. That was that was my killer. Yeah, that's a that's a that's <laughs> commitment. French fries in a burrito. I mean, it's brilliant. It sounds like something they'd come up with in Pittsburgh. They're always putting French <laughs> exactly. fries on things there. Exactly. God bless them. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we, was the plan to stay in Southern California and um, make a go of it, or you no, said look, there I better... wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't enough like um comedy theater there because my professors were all like you should do comedy <laughs> like please, serious please. plays <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're always a little too hammy <laughs> the role of the dead mother ooh <laughs> you know that's, that's a good one a to ham up yeah. yeah um Woody Guthrie's dead mother uh, <laughs> come on walk walk um I think maybe the material had to be it uh, did. I mean you have so yeah. far it's been church the Salem witch trials <laughs> And a dead mom. I love dark stuff. Yeah, you know, no, it's okay, it, but maybe it early it was They tough actually to... had to give me um, another character in this one Woody Guthrie play because I was being so rambunctious as like my dead mom character, and they were like, "We can't, we can't have that." So in one scene, they made me play like um, like a saloon type crony, like a little old crone lady, <laughs> and so I got to sing and dance all crazy and weird and like crack people up, and they're like, "All right, that's your one thing in the play." <laughs> Then now be good on the rest of the fucking show. Yeah. Um, But then after college, I was like, I can't live in San Diego and do comedy. Um, And I missed the Midwest, like fitting in with people who were slightly overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, I want to go back and find find my soulmate in the Midwest because that's where they grow the good men. Um, 
And so I did. I uh, actually did not go there with the intention of meeting anyone. <laughs> <laughs> to catch a man. Yeah. I went there did with the intention of you still have the mushroom like, cut at that point? No, I didn't. My hair was oh. a little longer. Um, finally lost the weight the first year in Chicago. Um, but I went to Chicago just to study at Second City and to learn improv um, and to start doing more sketch um, and just to get better because I knew that I wasn't very good. I knew that like I was okay and had the potential to be good, but I knew that I had to like, I had to work some stuff out and like, you know, it's a craft. You got to really work hard at it. Actually, you got to put yeah. in some time too. Yeah. But it seems like you were doing okay in Chicago. Definitely. Um, Who were some of your contemporaries there? You were getting, you were involved with some troops um, and things. Yeah, I was involved. Oh, I had so much fun. Like the best show I've done thus far um, was a satirical church. And it was Back called, to your origins. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. called The Best Church of God. And it was a lot of people who kind of taught at Second City and hung around there. Um, were like holding auditions for it. Um, it wasn't associated with Second City. We were kind of like their little like <laughs> little outcast guys. Um, but we made this. We ended up being voted like the best sketch show in Chicago in 2010. We had like all these followers because um, we really were a satirical church, and we would have people come to our shows, which were just like services. Um, and they would think they were, some people would think they were real. <laughs> so it's just such a fun, I love like blurring the line between what's real and what's, you know, satire. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I played a barren Sunday school teacher, Cindy Sunday. And so many people <laughs> thought that that was like, she was a real person. And it broke my heart because some people were like, my mom is barren too. And, or she was barren too, but then I was born. And so that could, <laughs> It still happened like, for oh, you, Cindy. No. Yeah, I was like, oh, they think it's real. This is so sad. Um, and did you grow up fun. going to church a lot? Yeah, I grew up Catholic. The church that we were satirizing was like um, just fundamentalist Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to sprinkle some of my Catholic stuff, like transubstantiation in there. Because that's literalist from the Bible. So I was like, okay, that little thing. And Put then I would make in. puppets for the show. Um, really offensive religious themed puppets because the characters in the shows like you of course did not appreciate other religions yeah and so there'd always be like a puppet show within the service for the kids um demonstrating like the dangers of judaism <laughs> so i would make like a puppet like saul bagelstein oh and yes he would be very like um but yeah it was just silly um but i had so much fun <laughs> doing that show and it went on for so many years and for a while, we would be doing a brand new show every weekend. Wow. So it was a grind. Same set of characters, so but you set up exactly. a new... Exactly. New service every week. <clears throat> a new service. And we'd do an Easter service, a church service. Like, it was it was real. Like, no, that's pretty... Very, very fun. You know, I had a, a religious uh, radio show, a puppet, oh. a puppet show. Oh, amazing. <laughs> called The Good Word. Oh. And we did. But the puppetry on the radio doesn't work as well. <laughs> Really it's just fun. people talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a little bit of fun with that. And so uh, you're, you're out there, and the sh- that show's going well. You're doing that every week mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yeah. My we would take breaks. We'd take hiatuses because, like, it's not sustainable when you're not paying people to, like, right. you know, have that. And cast members would come and go, Exactly. I yeah. So we would have, like, six months of, like, you know, grinding it. And then we'd take a break. 
and then write, um, and then come back again. But the runner of that show, this great, brilliant guy, Mike Dakota, who lives in Boston now, um, he would compose music for it and put all the sketches that we would write into like some magical running order and just help you know us shape the show every week. And it was just so much fun. And That's all the cast was very friendly with each other and we all got along and it was one of those magic things that you can only capture like once like ooh. <laughs> and so well, why did that yeah. stop well it just people moved away like once we were like the best sketch show we did some more runs and then it was just like you know you do an we idea for so long right. and then it's like well we can always go back to it we can always you know have reunion shows but people moved away and it was just you know not able to to come together, right? And we wanted to be like Seinfeld, and just just end when you should. <laughs> that's and on top, you know, I understand yeah. that. That's yep. Well, that's why I keep doing this. Yeah, just to, just, I haven't gotten to the top yet <laughs> to walk away. But um, but there, you know, at the top of being the best sketch up, there's no money in it. <laughs> it just was like a magazine article. And yeah, but you, you'd achieved something, <laughs> yeah. there, which was good. And, yeah. and then, uh, but at the same time, and I'm fascinated by this, mm-hmm. you had developed, because I don't know the first thing about it, you uh, developed various alter egos. Yeah. That you would perform Because you're just like, you're just yourself, you Listen, know. Listen, this is 100% yeah. me. What you get is mm-hmm. real. Uh, but but you had one Connie mm-hmm. was she the first? Um, the first <clears throat> one. I mean the dog was Chubbs. Yeah, I had so many characters in my childhood that I do in front of the mirror for my own amusement, like a woman who had no neck, um, named Necklace Nina, who also sold jewelry. Um, <laughs> and then there was uh, a baby who's very overweight named Baby Jackie. Um, and so I just had like classic kind of like Tyler Perry-esque characters as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I do not want to see that show. <laughs> Ban those characters now. Um, but I think my first real character that I would do for shows was Cindy Sunday. Who oh, the best sure. Guy. Right. And that character was so wholesome and so restrained like all the body motions for her were like perfect posture like very forced movements and just everything's perfect and so I think my subconscious like wanted to rebel and that's when Connie was also created which is the complete opposite total slob and I was doing a lot of stand-up at the time and I <laughs> I realized I was like I need to have more confidence on stage <laughs> So you so invented a character. It just invented someone who is more confident than I was. And so does that how is that how they often start? Is the physicality of it? Because yeah. each one that you describe has something that mm-hmm. is, is a physical transformation. Exactly. There's like You start with what parts. it looks uh-huh. like, the visual shape of the yeah. character. There's um the physicality of it is definitely like one major part that will help me find the character, get into it. But then there's also, I would say, a historical aspect of someone one person that it is based on, but that I've kind of like had, you know, fun with. Right, <laughs> liberty your way, yeah. Uh, like Cindy Sunday was based on a teacher I had. Connie was based on a, another stand-up that I knew, who I thought was doing a character, but she wasn't. That's who she was. <laughs> and I was like, "You're a bag of cats, lady. I love <laughs> you." So I kind of took on her persona <clears throat> plus a gym teacher I had. Uh-huh. So I like combine people from my past. So I can have Did any more. of those people ever see it? Uh, actually, did that other stand-up see The other see stand-up them? did, and she just said, you know, people have no idea how they are. So she just was <laughs> she like, didn't see I love Connie. She's great, you know? Like, Connie's so fun. It's like, oh, because it's you. You know, you love yourself, of course. Of course. <laughs> right. Go have a yeah. beer. 
Well, uh, uh, so, and, well, can you do, Connie? Oh, yeah. Um, Are there things where you can just do? Can I ask you to do yeah, that? Yeah, well, I'd have to leave and she'd have to come back in because no, we I understand. can't do this. <laughs> well, da, 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 da. Hey, I see some snacks in here. Let me just chow down on these child ears. Ooh, delicious. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Sucking so many dicks backstage. You know, that's how you get ahead in comedy. And I'm just raspy. Raspy. She's a little blue, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Oh, gross. And I'm going to leave now because I'm getting disgusting. Hey, get me a Zima. Zima. Okay. So I'm going to stop doing that now. <laughs> no, that's I appreciate it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know that it's sometimes yeah. weird to do. No, but, it's... Um, <clears throat> and thank you, uh, Connie. Yes. I'll shout out to oh. her as if she's walking away. <laughs> Go drink that Zima, Connie. But she was really uh, uh, starting to, uh, and, and she's still yeah. active. You, you still bring her, bring her yeah. up. <laughs> I haven't done her for a while. I will do her when people kind of ask, like, Miss Connie, can you do her at my show? I'm like, all right. All right. Bring out the best. <laughs> do you in know the what you're pack. asking for? Yeah. Um, but I'm actually pitching a show right now um, with Connie as the central character. Yeah. Because it's you know in the '90s all the stand-ups got sitcoms, but Connie got a children's show. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That and probably so, wasn't a wise choice. It, yeah, and it only lasted one season in 1995. It was never aired. Thank goodness. Until now. Oh wow. <laughs> And she was kind of so, informed by like '90s comedy, exactly. Too, right? Like um, she and Sinbad, and I loved. Oh, growing she up, I saw a lot of Sinbad. Paula Poundstone, and I was like, I could do that, Paula. I could do that. Paula was great. <laughs> she was, she she's still great. Yeah, I love her. Still uh-huh. great. I love all her stories about cats. I was like, I could get some cats. I could have some anecdotes <laughs> about them. I could do this. <laughs> well, now you now you have it. Exactly. But she also did a show inside the Laughter Studio. Mm-hmm. Connie did. Connie yeah. did. Connie Howe is Connie her name. Howe. Exactly the Connie Howe. You can find her on Twitter. That's her handle, the Connie Howe with oh, a yeah. how with an E. So they all have, <laughs> do they all have their Twitter accounts? They all have Twitter accounts. That's a lot to manage. A little, I get myself in a little too deep, Dale. Yeah. That's like the story of my life. It's like, I hear I'm going to start a show called Inside the Laughter Studio and then do like five to six episodes and then stop completely. <laughs> That's what, like you said, keep them wanting more. Exactly. Well, it's, I, I dated a gal named Connie once, mm-hmm. incidentally. Oh. They're tough. They're tough to handle. She was tough. We we met up in Reno, and it turns out she had a horrible gaming addiction. And uh, it wasn't great for me. She's also Canadian, so she moved back. Or it's one way to say it. Extradited is another way. But uh, she's uh, now a competitive cyclist in Vancouver. So if she's listening, well, I wish you the best, Connie. God bless her. So how has the move to New York been? You've been here a couple years? I love New York. Yes, I've been here... This is this is my third going into my third year of being here. So And so you're finding the various avenues to get yes. to Yes. And I just feel like um not like, literally the streets. I mean the comedy yeah. avenue. Exactly. The comedy avenues. Um but I feel like um I don't know. I'm glad that I trained myself kind of in Chicago before I came here because mm-hmm. you gotta be on your game in New York. You gotta be ready for stuff. You gotta hit the ground running here. Yeah, yeah. because here people But if you might... do, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you start from zero it's uh-huh. just gonna take that much longer. Yeah. But if you're already running and used to it. Um but I just I love New York. I love the community, uh other comedians and other writers and performers. I just feel like it's such a rich well on which I can, like, you know, be a master puppeteer and draw from. Because <laughs> I love 
Um, I wrote a musical last year and cast my friends in it. Um, I love to make videos with my friends and um, write pilots and stuff with them in mind. So it's and just where fun. are you performing? I'm going to eat this Triscuit, by the way. Yeah, eat that Triscuit. Crunchy. Isn't that good? It's sweet. It's unusual. It's a little sweet because it's sweet potato. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's different. Not your typical Triscuit. Um, but where I perform live, love live shows, um, my favorite live venue for music, um, comedy music that I play is uh, the Duplex. Duplex. Where's duplex. that? It is in the West Village on Christopher Street. Um, the, just the heart of the West Village. It's this little place, the Duplex. Amazing cabaret and piano bar. Um, and I do a show once a month with my good friend Selena Kopic. It's called oh, Bitchcraft. Um, and it's a free show. We do it in the main bar. And so it's great. I have, there's this big, huge baby grand piano. And then the bar juts out to the right and to the left, so the, the piano is like the focus. And it's great because I can do my puppet shows from behind the piano, um, and we can book stand-up storytellers, musicians. Um, so it's like I get to do a little circus with my friends once a month there. Well, and one of the other fun. characters that you have is a cabaret singer. Yeah, so she hosts that show. Marilyn Summers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was influenced by the many cabaret singers. Sometimes you can barely walk down the street. There's know, so many cabaret there singers are. out there in New York. She actually, Marilyn Summers, is based on a cabaret singer from Michigan. Hmm. Um, there are jazz singers in Michigan. No, I believe there um, are. There was, I was at brunch with my husband. We had like a romantic weekend in Michigan, as you do when yeah. you live in Chicago. Um, you go to that island up there, Mackinac? No, we didn't do that. That was mm. a little too far. Yep. We just did the whatever was like brunch. two hours away. You I know, got you. To go for a little B and B weekend, get a little Groupon deal. No, <laughs> um, but we went to this brunch place, and the brunch place was called Marilyn's. Mm -hmm. And there was this old woman who brought her own amp and CD player, um, and was just belting out Billy Holiday mm -hmm. at like nine a.m. And no one was, like, paying her any mind. <laughs> um, so I was like, ah, oh, what a woman. Like, she woke up this morning and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sing jazz at Marilyn's Brunch Place, you know? Yeah. People are going to be eating brunch and, you know, listening to Strange Fruit. That is what's going to happen. And it did. And then I told Pete, my husband, I was like, I want to do, you know, just a diehard jazz singer who will just perform anywhere for anyone and uh, her name will be Marilyn, and last name Summers, because it's summertime. <laughs> sure, yeah. Just pure passion. Yeah, it sounds like a drag queen name, too. Marilyn Summers, you yeah. know? And she's a little bit older. Yeah, she's yeah. older, but with a younger spirit. Sure. And she sings all the classics. Mm -hmm. And she's also a sorceress, so I get to put some dark magic into, <clears throat> into my theater as well. <laughs> Good drawing on your, your time as a teenage witch. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a witch. You can't really give that shit up, you know. No, you got to. Yeah. You got to go with it. You got to keep going. What was? What, you, I'm sorry. I've been cursing a little bit. Is that okay to curse on it's this? It's okay. Is it gonna get I prefer out? I'm so not sorry. to do blue okay, material, I but it's okay. I let whoever. It's just whatever you need to do. You won't hear it from me, but if you do it, that just reveals who you are as a person. That's fine. That's You're fine. You're just a terrible person. No, no, no. That's uh, you know we. Yeah. Uh, it's this I'm is sorry, to capture the language and the poetry of, of uh, existence. Yeah. And okay. what it's like to be a creative person, and we're already we're in your nest, uh, so I want you to feel yeah. comfortable. There's glitter. And I curse and, around and, my parents. I just apologize right after I curse around them, and then it's fine. Well, consider me like that. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> now, what's all, you got a lot of post-its on the wall. Oh, so many post-its. Now, what are all these things, what do they mean? You don't um, have to reveal them if you want, if some of these are secret ideas. All jokes. These are and jokes. the ones with stickers, with heart stickers on them, are longer stories. Oh, I see. So I can plan sets. Somebody, like a lot of comedians do this. Some people do it with them. Like recipe cards, they'll have them in a box. I like to have them on a wall so I can kind of arrange them to be like, oh, I'll do a set with these. Oh, I see. Um, so that'll, yeah. that'll be your set. Yeah, so it's like choose your own adventure. And I usually pick like, depending on the length of the set, it'll be like a handful of those, like five or six post-its. Like, okay. And that's, then I write them down in my little notebook, learn them, and then do them on the stage. But if you want to ask me, you can shout out one and I will tell you what the full joke is. Some of them... Are jokes I haven't done for a while, so they may be not good. <laughs> so take a chance. Take a chance. Uh, a spin, a spin, a spin the a, a wheel yeah. here. Well, I'm going to pass on Hasidic ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> how about but, the... Well, how about Hot favorite. Pockets? Oh, Hot Pockets. I don't have to be high to want a Hot Pocket. I just have to be sad. Yeah, that's true. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's one that I do with um, music underneath. Yeah, I'll do this like piano routine where I just do like instrumental jazz. Yeah, with like spoken word over the top. That's, <laughs> and that's my good. favorite kind of um, performance because it's such a classic. Like I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up, and now you're laughing. <laughs> right, right. Well, florist pride. Ooh, I do this one during gay pride. And I say, it's mm, trying to find a florist during Pride. It's like trying to find someone to pick your cotton after the Civil War. Mm. <laughs> Difficult. Gets a little, it gets, it gets a little, little edgy. It gets, it gets a little real. edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I always put a lot of uncomfortable historical things in my humor. And, and to be to be clear, yeah. though, that's part of the character. <laughs> Right, that's okay. uh, that's some kind of uh, thread that carries through. Yes. Yes. I always like to uh, remind America of our of our checkered history. <laughs> well, yes, you've done. I'm glad yes. I picked that one. And well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm, and what's the board in the center? That's the a vision board. board? In the center is a little. It's just fun things just that memories. I found. Um, there, I'm addicted to these little packs. You can buy these little like packs of um, papers. Um, at random little like vintage paper stores and it's random cards and notes and photos from antique stores and so just a whole pack of like random photos from strangers oh. <laughs> and like magazines from the 70s and it's so fun to look through and so a lot of those are where do you find those packs um there's different stores little stationery stores sometimes huh. you can find them um at one place sometimes they're called zombie packs zombie um, packs yeah if you find them, buy one. They're usually like five dollars. Okay. It's worth the five dollars for all the magic paper that is inside. That's just some random <laughs> papers. My friend um, Kate also loves like witchy kind of things, like magic papers and glitter and sequins. And so, when I got a new one of those zombie packs, I like dumped it out on the floor in front of her, and she was like, <gasps> <laughs> and spent like an hour just like going through all of it. Wow. Well, that's an experience to go through. I, I, I can see that. My goodness. <laughs> well, she sounds like a hoot to she's have over. She's very fun. And uh, there's a lot of different things. Lots of things. I could spend yeah. time just describing everything I mean, in here. there's so many things but in this I, office. But I won't. But that's your, this is all your inspiration. Yeah. And I think that's it's great to be around that. People think that I have a kid. They're like, oh, is this your kid's room? And it's like, no, this is my room. This is your room. I am my own child. 
And do you, and this is the mirror myself. where you get the characters going? Well, there was a kind of a small hole in the wall. Ah, <laughs> that's a good place that. for a mirror. So I put my mirror there. <clears throat> but I got that mirror at a thrift store in my grandma's hometown of Fort Madison, Iowa. Ah. So. A little piece of the Midwest Exactly. Here. And I love it. Um, I love having mirrors in rooms just to make more light. Because you can put candles in front of them and that's then it doubles say. the light. Yeah. That's nice. I love mirrors. Uh-huh. But you can't put mirrors, I'm such a superstitious nut, like, you can't put mirrors um, facing a window, because that'll let ghosts in, and you can't put mirrors facing each other, because that will create some sort of ghost vortex. Yeah, that's an interdimensional portal. And you can't have a mirror facing your bed while you sleep, because then ghosts could jump into your body. Just reach in. They'll take over. Exactly. We've all seen Poltergeist 3. It's a lot of ghosts specific. But I think you can look online, look up mirror rules. There's no, I definitely will. The rest of my lunch hour will be spent to. looking up ghost rules. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> have you seen a ghost? Um, I have. Uh, I've been touched by a ghost. Really? <laughs> I worked at the library of my college. Yeah. For one summer, it was a, like the greatest job. We were switching all the books from the Dewey Decimal to the Library of Congress system. That was a great so, time. It was a great time. Just the yeah. heyday, yeah. you know? Yeah. So all I did was put stickers on books all day. I would just be high and put stickers on books and then go put the books away. And then take a nap in the, you know, the book stacks. Yep. Like, easy peasy. The way people but, do. The way people do when you're employed. <clears throat> yes. Um, and you're a white girl and can get away with things. Um, but I was putting away books in, like, the scariest room of the library. It was, um, a, like, this main room. And if you've seen the show Veronica Mars, the library that Veronica works in is the same library that I worked in. Oh. They filmed scenes of it there. Wow. The Copley Library in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this huge room. It looks a little bit like the Beauty and the Beast library because it's two levels. And there's a balcony uh-huh. that you can go up and also shelf books on. So I go up to the balcony by myself with my cart, and I'm putting away books, listening to music, and all of a sudden, somebody slaps me on the elbow, and I think it's one of my friends that works there, and I turn around and go, hey, (laughs) no one is behind me. The room is completely empty, and I was like, ghost, leave me alone, man. You're creeping me out, and then nothing happened after that. But there was like definitely a tap on my elbow, and there wasn't anything for me to have like run into or brushed up against. There was like nothing behind me, so I was like, "Who tapped my arm?" And um, one of the older ladies that worked there was like, "Oh yeah, the library's very haunted, very haunted." She was, "Don't go down in the basement at night." I was like, "Okay." No, why would you? Why would you? Number one. So I wasn't alone. A lot of other people had like, you know, had Had ghosty experiences there. Yeah. Well, but... there, was there a mirror there? <laughs> there was. Yeah. And it formed icicles. Were you in, in the mirror, mirror section? It was an old version of myself in the mirror. Oh, no, my sorry. goodness. That didn't happen. That wasn't real. But... Did it smell like anything? Silver. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen enough Supernatural episodes to know. My goodness. That's a, that's spooky. I'm, 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 I'm spooked by you that. You should be spooked. That's enough to keep me out of a library. <laughs> <laughs> Only I'm not just going there. the one thing keeping <clears throat> me up. No, thank you. Well, uh, what's the what's the next step for you? You're pitching this show with the with Connie. Yeah. From '95. <laughs> from '95. You... So the show's already in the can. We just gotta no, release yeah. it. No, yeah. Got to release it. Free that beast. Um, but I realized I'm always kind of um, realizing things like, hey, I 
like this. <laughs> um, things that I didn't realize, like, oh, you know, I like this. Because um, for a while, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to focus on my stand-up and stuff, um, just live shows. Um, but then I realized that I love entertaining people. What? Big realization. Um, and I realized that also pitching shows is just entertaining a room of grown-ups. That's what you have to do when you yeah. pitch a show and make them want more of what you're, you know, giving them. <laughs> so now that I like approach it like that, I'm like, ooh, I just want to keep pitching shows. Like well, this who is do you really pitch them to? fun. Um, I, uh, I don't want to say right now. Oh, no, but I mean, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a network thing. That's like a you, network. And you go, where do you yeah. go to do that? Well, I just, I, the first time I pitched it was for, I took a class that a lady who like owned a production company taught a class and then we could pitch to her on the last day. So that was uh-huh. my first pitch. And I like dressed up in character and did the pitch in character and had everyone laughing. And she was like, I wish all my pitches were this entertaining. And I was like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Um, and then there's like no way to like get in those rooms to pitch to real people unless like you know somebody. Sure. And so just because I'm a witch, one day I was like, you know, I want to pitch a TV show to someone. And then a friend was like, hey, my friend who has a show was like, oh, they're looking for more people to pitch them shows. Want to write a show with me? And I was like, yes, please. Well, and another friend, world. exactly. And another friend was like, hey, my, uh, the network that I'm working for is also looking for, um, you know, new programming. So if you want to email this guy and send him your resume. So it's just like, ooh, you know. Um, but so I'm just getting, trying to practice getting good at just entertaining people in a room with a pitch and making them want more and and that's in like a, a cor- like a corporate boardroom or something. Yeah, the one I did, I just did only done one, um, and it was just in a writer's room, um, and I was very scared going in. But as soon as I got in there, I wanted to like put my hands behind my head and put my feet on the table and be like, ah, I'm settling in, guys. Yeah, you felt okay. <laughs> listen to a listen to a tale I got, um, and it was just it was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. I was like, okay, I want to do this, you know. Um, but the way TV is, it's such a crapshoot, you know? Sure. You can, like, pitch a million shows and have <clears throat> nothing happen. Uh, so I'm just glad that I enjoy the process itself. So it's like, I'm happy if, if we don't make the show. Eh, that's fine. I'll just keep pitching, you right. know? I got and a lot of know, ideas. You never know. You may see somebody in that room that, mm-hmm. that locks on to what you're doing. Yeah. And could take it forward down, down the road. Yeah. And I'm not just one idea. I have so many ideas. Clearly. That I think of myself as just an idea generator and a somebody doesn't like that idea, I'll just keep on trucking and, you know, keep you got generating a, You got stuff. a lot. Well, that's great. Well, I hope something comes out of that. Thank you. Me too. And, uh, I certainly have, have plenty of ammunition yeah. for uh, Load idea those guns. ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idea cannons uh-huh. or something. Um, I once this... actually fired a cannon full of glitter yeah. into an audience No, I, I, with a theater company. I totally fun. believe that. Yeah. Of, of everyone I've interviewed, I think you would be the person. <laughs> Most likely to fire a glitter cannon. Uh, it was one of the highlights of my career. You know who loves that? that uh, uh, the tech and the Ooh. people that have to clean up the theater. <laughs> they love glitter cannons. <laughs> Cleaning that up for years. You might as well abandon the theater. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. And so you have some shows coming up? Mm-hmm. I have... Um... Uh, two monthly shows that are regular 
Uh, one is Bitchcraft that I had said before. Yes. It's always the last Tuesday of the month, 7 p.m. at the Duplex. Um, always with Selena. Always with Selena. She's my co-host, and she is the resident storyteller on the show. Um, and then and we also, her sister, the Toyota woman? I think. I know her sister's an actress, so maybe. All right. I don't know. I don't want to. Well, tell her I say hello. Okay. Well, she's she's wonderful. She I'll does seem wonderful. Um, and then uh, the other show is just <laughs> basically my chance to like burn an effigy of uh, of comedians I don't like on stage. It's called Dudes Being Dudes Being Dudes, and I only book um, ladies and gay men. And my friend Calvin Cato books it with me, and uh, we just pretend all of us pretend to be straight dudes doing stand up. Right. That just that um, just got started, right? Or yeah, been we, for... we've been doing it since December was our first show, uh-huh. and it's a midnight show at the Creek. Um, it's part of the Queer in the Cave night. Um, the next one, I believe, is the nineteenth of April. I think you'd have to double check. It's yeah. um, usually the second or third Saturday, but you can check the Creek website for dudes being dudes being dudes. Um, it's a free show, and it's a chance to see stand-ups that you know and love um, performing as straight <laughs> straight men. Uh, <laughs> so everyone has a fun time, and everyone feels like uh, very cathartic uh, during it. They're like, this was a catharsis, like. Oh man, I really got a lot out on stage. <laughs> well, that sounds it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it is. It's fun. That's in Long Island City, is where that is. <laughs> yep. All right. Queens, where all the dudes are. And people can find you online. They can find me online at laurenmall.com or laurenmall.org. I believe I still own both of them. Oh, you got them both. I'm a bit of an internet uh, gambling man. You <laughs> yeah. know, I got a lot. Of, yeah. Got a lot of I domains. <laughs> That's what it. That's what we were led to believe. There was going to be a big <laughs> rush on that. So, yeah. Well, that's great. I've enjoyed talking with you. I've enjoyed talking to you. This is great, you. and I wish you all the best with everything. Thanks, Dave. Uh, we've got a show uh, coming up. Uh, when this airs, there's one April 2nd, but uh, there's the next one's going to be Wednesday, May 14th. Uh, we'll be back at the pit in the underground with Dave Hill, Laura Prangley, Julia Rotzi, and uh, DJ Recca. I did a play with Dave Hill, and he is a true delight. He, he seems like He's a delight. So I've, nice. I've only uh, interacted with him a little bit, but uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time with him. So that'll be fun. Come on out to that. And, uh, uh, of course, you can always listen and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of stuff. Now, till next time, I'll be consciously uncoupling from some of my old whiskey bottles <laughs> as I take another wagon full down to the Senior Center for the Craft Projects. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Manchikanti. Posters and logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Hey, why not rate and review us on iTunes or you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow me on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or find us on Facebook. You're the best. <laughs>